0: 15 minutes it is after 7 p.m. We kick things off uh, in the world of money and power. And I'm joined uh, this evening by Akwana Mlamleli, Portfolio Manager 274 27 Managers. Investment Managers. Akwana, this evening here on Metro FM Talk. Unjan? Let's start off, I guess, with that big story of the day. I mean, if there's any story today in the markets, you know, uh, it certainly has to be what came out of the statistical agency, Stats SA. Unemployment record high, 34.4% by the expanded definition. Places like the Eastern Cape and the Northern Cape have unemployment north of 50%.
1: Yes, Ayabonga. So we saw the results and the numbers this morning being announced by our statistician this morning, where you kindly indicated that the official unemployment rate increasing to 34.4% in the second quarter. Mm from 32.6%, which we had in the third quarter of 2021. So this is quite um, discouraging, and it's numbers that we continuously see every three months um, when the body does um, announce these numbers. And we've seen also discouraged workers, um, that number increasing quite substantially. Um, In in quarter one, it was sitting at 3.1 million of workers that were discouraged, and at the end of quarter two, it was sitting at 3.3 million so this is extremely discouraging and as you indicated the expanded definition has is that one that we are pleased and should be pleased about as a country mm. as leadership that has increased um to 44.4% because we are very much aware of the dire situation yes covid has exacerbated mm. but i think we also need to be cognizant that it's pre covid was this number had been inclining for a number of years. Yeah. Barring the nine wasted years that a lot of people like to indicate, but this has been a trajectory that has been increasing for the last 15 mm. years. And um, just taking a look at these numbers, the discouraged workers are just increasing from the 3.2 to 3.3, and then obviously the official rate mm. of 7.8 million South Africans who are extremely unemployed. Yeah. So just break it down, Ayabong, I just want to do, just touch on the age group because. We know the working age that sure, the statistician sure. makes use of. And it's the 15 to 64-year-olds um, who obviously make up about 39.6 million um. Um, of workers within South Africa. But only 22.8 of these um, 39.6 million workers are in the labor force. Um. So this is quite discouraging. And as it's indicated, our home province of the Ethan Cape Eesh. just increasing to 53%. Um, which is quite staggering, um, followed by the pre state at 45.2%, mm. and then obviously followed by the economic hub of South Africa, um, Hauting, at 42.7%. Yeah. So you know, this is quite discouraging. Yeah,
0: yeah. you know, Akwana, what, what I always find very interesting, I mean, a lot of people, and I like the comment you made that this is a long term trend. Uh, I mean, we haven't hit. You know, anywhere below 20% in terms of our unemployment rate in the post-apartheid period, nor, I must say, I guess consistently at any point um, in the post-war period. I mean, that's, you know, that, that that takes the time horizon even longer. So this issue of persistent underemployment, I think, is a massive part of the South African economic story. But where I'm also quite interested, Akwana is in what is probably the third largest employer in the South African economy after community and social services, which includes government uh, and the trade sector. And that is finance. Now, you know, you work in the financial services sector. Mm. There's significant structural transformations and digitizations that have happened, at least of all in consumer-facing finance, transactional banking, that type of thing, that have effectively accounted for some of these hundreds of thousands of jobs that we've seen uh, almost every quarter since the start of COVID, being lost in the finance and uh, the broader business services sector. What's happening here?
1: Yeah, so we saw in the second quarter, um, as as you've indicated, the finance sector contributing to a loss of about 278,000 jobs that were lost. And as you correctly alluded to, as a result of the digitization of the sector that it has gone through in the last 10 to 12 years, um, where, as you indicated in your introduction, where, a lot of the branches are closing off because most of consumers are using apps. They're using the technology advances that some of the banking sector companies um, have obviously established. So it is quite a, a, a defeating um, number that we're continuously seeing. And it's particularly the finance sector, I think we're continuously seeing these numbers of just the skills will be obviously converting from your bank teller to obviously um, more employees who are more digitization, who are mm. more um, economically savvy in terms of their technology. Um, however, as as we also know, one of the biggest retailers in South Africa who reported some excellent results in the last few days, who's also um, heading down this route of <laughs> digitizing their business. Um, and we may not see cashiers in the next 10 years. So mm-hmm. it is um, a, a, a sector and quite a defeating um, challenge that traffic has faced with because structurally um, the skills in order to move with the technology, unfortunately, the large population is not going to be moving with that. So it is an initiative that these companies will have to take um, in order to bring these skills in terms of the, the branches and the sellers who will be losing their jobs in the next few years mm. and obviously upskilling these people because it is important because we can't be losing any more. And a large portion of these um, sellers and cashiers are black females. Exactly. And as the numbers are reported this uh, morning, black um, females had the most unemployment um, numbers in, out of all the, the genders and the races. At yeah, a sitting yeah. at a staggering 41% um, at the end of um, quarter two. Yeah. And this is obviously quite a, a vulnerable um, sector in terms of the industry, even though women are quite resourceful, but obviously we're not able to become industrialized um, businesses and companies, which is where we, mm. we need, obviously, enabling regulations yeah.
0: to I, co- I want us to pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, I guess we'll wrap up our analysis uh, here on the uh, quarterly labor force survey data that came through from StatsSA earlier on today. And uh, I also want us to take a look at uh, yeah, some of the other uh, big news that's come through. And uh, we'll also take a look at what's been happening out at Land Bank, which uh, since that default has uh, certainly been stuttering from one challenge to the next. 23 minutes it is after 7 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM talk here on the mighty Metro. It's our business wrap. Akona Mlamlele is my guest for our wrap of the top business story. She's a portfolio manager at 27 for investment managers. And maybe Akona, uh, you know, uh, as we let go of this particular, I guess, uh, horrific report, I must add, uh, coming through from, uh, um, you know, the uh, uh, stats SA uh, the quarterly labor force survey, uh, just to remind our listeners, and uh, maybe you might want to comment on this, These numbers uh, don't include July. So this is April to June 2021. And we know second largest employer in our economy is the trade sector. Very hard hit by the social unrest that we saw. We also know the informal sector, uh, which accounted for much of the job gains in this particular quarter, was also hard hit. So we might see a reversal of this, certainly from how I see it. Uh, How do you see it, Akon? Yeah, I know you
1: are rightly telling the truth, um, Ayabonga, and we also know what happened um, last month, um, particularly areas such as KwaZulu Natal and Gauteng, um, where we currently reside, where those unrest did take place. Um, mm. And in terms of the, the areas that were uh, hit quite hardest was um, the trade, as you've alluded to, but also the shops and um, the manufacturing and so transport also being impacted quite heavily. And when they are when the numbers do get released for quarter three, um, it will be taken into consideration that period, and that may also just um, just, just exacerbate the current um situation that we're currently sitting at the moment, um, but I just also want to add because these numbers are released um about every three months, and yeah. we all they all make a big story, but um I think we need to obviously try find solutions um but I know it's not only primarily um government that can um do these solutions, but it is also up to us um because how, how long can we keep hearing these numbers um however we, there's no change. Um, there's no significant change. Um, so we do just need to, um, just, one of the solutions, obviously, is our economic um, GDP start needing to start, starting to increase. So that is just obviously one of the tools that can alleviate mm. some of the the numbers that have been sure. increasing for the past 15 years.
0: Let's shift away from uh, I guess the set of uh, numbers uh, as horrific as it, as it does look, least of all if uh, you're in the province of the Northern Cape and the Eastern Cape. Uh, and uh, take a look at, uh, yeah, what's been happening out at the land bank. And uh, Alcon, I must say, as, you know, as I was saying, just as we linked to that break, uh, you know, they've started from one challenge to the next uh, since that default sometime last year. Uh, and it does seem now that uh, they see much of the solution in their turnaround uh, through a restructuring exercise that Isolates the what they see as the developmental part of their portfolio, uh, and I guess what would be seen as the commercial part of their portfolio. What are these two?
1: Yeah. So maybe just to provide some context for some of the listeners. So Land Bank, as we did know, um, as was indicated um, in the medium-term budget um, that took place, that the government government will be trying to assist Land Bank mm. um, in terms of some of the some of some of the equity injection, cash get flow. seven billion um,
0: Go, go, do you think they'll get that seven billion they're looking for?
1: Um, Isn't a lot of that money
0: running around. I mean
1: Yeah, so the land bank obviously requires the, the additional seven billion equity injection um, mm. from government. And as I indicated the budget speech um they said five billion has been provisioned sure. um, to be allocated to land bank and then the two billion will be um, split um over the twenty twenty two and twenty twenty-three. Um, so it has thought to go through the regulatory processes, um, such as the budgetary and legislative processes um. Um, that do take place. So we're we'll all just a on that. Um, however, the equity injection by government um, is, has been done partially, but we still obviously wait on the balance if, if it's still going to be made.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's certainly one we want to watch quite closely. I mean, because you can't have a land reform program of any meaningful value or land reform program worthy of its name if you mm. don't have the development finance institutions to back it up. I mean, you know, ask yeah, anybody pretty, who's ever tried yeah. to farm. You can't do that without credit lines, uh, just because of, you know, the, the time horizon between planting a seed and, you know, some of the cash payoffs. And yet you still have to be paying for so many things uh, before yeah. you get uh, any rand back in, in any revenue. So uh, it's one of those tough things uh, that one has to think about. But let's stay in the... I guess state or quasi-state space. Uh, the PIC, uh, which is the, these are the guys who are the fund manager, you know, for many of the uh, pensions held by the GEPF and also, you know, some of the monies that sit with the compensation authorities. Now, they a while ago invested in Daybreak Farms. Now, Daybra- Daybreak Farms is a uh, you know a chicken producer, uh, and it does seem here there's been I guess this war of attrition or like, maybe let me just say a full-blown war between the board and some of the senior managers in this entity. Um, so much so that I guess it's also spilled over into a media house that was being sued. What's happening here, Akon?
1: Yeah, so um, the state owned chicken producer um, data for the suspended mm. employees um, that have been affected. That should be a grievance to the media.
0: Oh, I, I would not want to be sitting in any of the committees at the PIC. Yo, oh. mm. that, that in many ways, I mean, this sounds very, very personal. Uh, It sounds like there are a lot of egos, a lot of interests, a lot of smoke and daggers. Um, Yeah, but I guess it's the kind of things you have to deal with if uh, you're the continent's largest fund manager. Maybe just the last one, Akwana, before we let you go here. If uh, you use contact lenses, um, you might be battling to find some of the solution uh, that goes in there. I I unfortunately don't. I I guess I have the misfortune of having to wear glasses. But yeah, even Gumbwa contacts, it does seem that that solution, that liquid solution is in short supply.
1: Akona? Sorry, can you hear me? Sorry, so, it's Africans to make use of contact lenses. Um, but, um, we'll-
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, people, I guess, are going to have to hang in there, uh, but uh, uh, we certainly hope that people would have alternatives. We're going to have to leave it there. Akona, as always a pleasure, and Thank you very much for your time. No
1: problem. It was good. Thanks. Sorry.
0: A portfolio manager out at 27.4 uh, Asset Managers uh, joining us uh, this evening. Uh, or I should say 27.4 Investment Managers. Ako nam lam they're joining us uh, this evening. We're going to take a brief break. We catch up uh, with the executive manager for stakeholder uh, management at SASRIA and that's the South Africa Special Risk Insurance Agency. We're going to talk about some of the losses they've seen. We've also heard murmurs that uh, your SASRIA premiums, the ones that you never see, in your insurance contract uh, and you have a small amounts well those premiums are going to go up because the reinsurance costs so the guy